Welcome back, everybody. It's David Wildstein. Sharp James is a legendary figure in New Jersey politics. He spent 20 years as the mayor of Newark. It's it's New Jersey's largest city. Mayor James, welcome. My pleasure. Beautiful day. It is. Thank you for coming on. And, and Mayor, I mean, you first won office in Newark. I mean, it was back in 1970. It was a time of of racial unrest. It was it was a few years after the riots. It wasn't an easy time for a black candidate to win an election. I mean, you have witnessed a lot of history, haven't you? Oh yes, that was the 1970 Black and Historical Puerto Rican Convention that gave us Kenneth Allen Gibson. Uh, on that day, we danced in the street, and he said. Wherever American cities are going, Newark will get there first. And you were elected mayor in 1986. You and I both became Essex County mayors the same year. And you you lasted a lot longer than I did. You were were there 20 years. (laughs) I had more scars than you. Go ahead. (laughs) You you did. But but you you also had you had some good things going for you. You you beat Cory Booker in in a race that had national attention and. I mean, now, 16 years after you left office, you're, you're thinking about a comeback as a candidate for city council, right? Well, yes, there are five vacancies in the 2022 Newark municipal election. Five vacancies. That's, all, that's a majority of city council. Now it's down to four because Eddie Osborne at large is going to run. As a homeowner, taxpayer, we're sitting here with 38 years of legislative and administrative experience. I feel obligated to lend my support, to give something back to the city that I love and that adopted this poor boy from Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, I'm speaking with Sharp James, the former mayor in Newark. And, and Mayor, I, I know you like it when people are just direct and, and to the point. Uh, mayor, you you went to prison for two years, and a judge no, 18 said— 18 months. 18, 18 months. months. <laughs> I remember every day. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. And, and and but a judge said you could never hold public office again. How how can you run for the city council? No, the judge didn't say that. That's the wrong word. The attorney general went into court and 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 said because uh, he was convicted of corruption and steering property and benefited and material benefit, he can never hold a job of public trust. But David. When you make an accusation, it must withstand the test in a court of law. And in the district court, Judge, the Honorable Judge William J. Martini ruled, so all that in the waste paper basket. He didn't steer. He didn't set the price. But because he knew the contractor and didn't disclose that information, in this one instance, it's a deprivation of honest services. And that went to the Supreme Court, you know, in the Jeffrey Skillings case. And then it went to the Third Circuit Court where we first went. And they said, we will wait for the ruling of the Supreme Court. And they ruled no such thing as a catch-all, honest service crime, unless it has two acts with it. Acts of embezzlement or taking a bribe, both lacking in my trial. So what's going to happen, Mayor, when you you walk into City Clerk Lewis's <laughs> office and you hand him your petitions, and you're going to get thousands of signatures? I'm sure of that. I'm what? trying. I'm out there. It's a day to day process, and I appreciate that. I love the citizens of Newark, and and many remember that this is the individual who brought the New Jersey Reforming Arts Center to Newark. This is the one who brought Society Hill. This is the one who uh, award-winning Society Hill, the James Gibson Aquatic Center. You could go on and on. Uh, uh, Housing. uh, uh, So Prudential Center, all of that, 30,000 jobs, new school, a new shopping mall. 
Newark had a sharp change. So when I walk in, if I get the petition, they can put handcuffs on me again. They can deny it, but then we'll go into court, David. And so that's you'll go to court. The, and you'll, that's the American way. Though I, I think they're going to they're going to say we can't accept your petitions because the what the attorney general went before a, a superior court judge. That's uh, in front and, of me now. And she's she signed the, the judge signed the order. Uh, I don't remember what judge it was, but but the judge signed the order saying you can't run. Now, a lot's happened. You had that the McDonald case. But they they indictment and conviction is a mere allegation. What happened in the next court? What happened in the, in, 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 in the district court? No one quotes Judge Martini. What happened in the Third Circuit Court of Appeal? What happened in the Supreme Court? You can't go back to 208 and ignore what happened in 209, 2010. You can't do that. Everyone, everyone is entitled to appeal a sentence that they feel is wrongful. How many people do we read are let out of jail after 20 years, 15 years? Innocent. Hello? So this is going to this will this will wind up, I think, in court, right? I mean, this will some some judge somewhere is going to have to say whether Sharp James can can have a chance to run for office again. My lawyer will be in court. Yes. Okay. Now, Mayor, and I'm speaking with 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 the former mayor of Newark, Sharp James. I mean, you you remain incredibly popular. I mean, I've I've heard that when you walk down the street, people people still cheer for you. They're they're still yelling Sharp Sharp, and I mean, there's, there's some other names too. <laughs> I know, I know, but you're 85, so you've got a lot of these these battle wounds. I mean, I I think if you run and you get on the ballot, you can win. Well, we'll see, Dave. Uh, Dave, the question I said, Mayor Sharp, when did you believe, realize you're no longer mayor? When I got in the back seat of the car and it didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh, mayor, I want to ask you a question. Last again, you you, sure. you you said be direct with you. Last Saturday night, you were involved in a car accident. What happened? That was a very unfortunate mechanical failure by the car. I just missed the bus by about two feet. Uh, I'm only talking to you today through the the God's benevolence that I live today. Hey, two feet and I would have been dead. I mean, hey, cars uh, act up sometime. And on this unfortunate incident, the car acted up. But, of course, people said he was under the influence. They took me to the hospital with five on guards. They handcuffed me. They made me stand out at eighth degree. And guess what University Hospital said? This man has zero alcohol in his system. This man has zero uh, any illegal substance in his body. He's clean as a whistle. And at 3.30 a.m. in the morning, they said, you can go. So, <laughs> but not, go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no Mayor, you were, so you were handcuffed. You were, you were outside for a long time. Oh, if oh, oh, if, hey, you, if hey. you weren't Sharp James, would, would, would that have happened? Did this happen because you are Mayor Sharp James? It, it happened, Dave, let's be honest about it, because I'm running for office and the city has their team. And when they looked in that car with my safety belt on, say, this is Sharp James, they made the call. When I stepped out of that car, Dave, they put their hands behind my back, uh, handcuffed me. I stood outside, it's 18 degrees Saturday night, and then they threw me locked up in the backseat of a police car, you know, like a birdcage. That day, they debate. Well, Sharp, you were detained. You were not arrested. Of course, I wasn't arrested. They took me to the hospital hoping I had substance abuse, hoping I had alcohol. But once again, at 3.45 a.m. in the morning, the doctor and the nurse and the hospital said, this man is clean as a whistle, no alcohol, no drugs in the system. I went walked out of University Hospital at 
30 or 3.45 a.m. Who was there, Mayor, Mayor Mayor Sharp James? Who who was there at the scene during that 35, 40 minutes that you were there before you got it, were taken to the hospital? Uh, I mean, did did you get the top levels of the police department? Were any city officials there <laughs> yeah, also? I've been reading the statements. All I'm saying, we saw he was he was uh, we were protecting himself uh, from the police, uh, protecting me from police. That's what the police director and all of them said. They were all, all the officials were standing. Once Sharp James did an accident, the world in Newark, the top brass and everyone comes and stand by. And I was there saying, help, take my handcuffs off. They're too tight. Help, uh, please don't do it. Help, I'm freezing. Help, I'm cold. Don't put me in the car. I have claustrophobia. Were any of the elected there, officials there? I mean, did you get any real? I don't want, they, I'm, 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 you know what? I love the police. I'm the mayor who hired 1,600 police officers. I'm the mayor who brought Joe Santiago as police director, who reduced crime by 52%, auto theft by 62%, and they stole him away as director of the New Jersey police because he was so great. So I love the police. Fair enough. Security is the number one priority in any city. So I only ask the question, and I'm getting beat up because I ask the question. Is it proper procedure for an individual in a car accident to be handcuffed, locked up in the rear of a police car? Is that normal procedure? And then to send to the hospital with five armed police officers. As a question, Dave, I'm not against the police. I love the police. So, Mayor, I'm speaking with Mayor Sharp James. Before we get to the end, I want, I want to ask you a couple more questions. I mean, you are you're 85. You've had a story career. Why do you want to return to public office? Why do you run and run again? Why do you want to put your, yourself through that? Well, first, as I indicated, I love Newark. I want to serve the city. I believe I have a wealth of dollars. But Loretta Weinberg, you, you know, our great uh, uh, senator who just is going to the Terrific. private sector, is 86 years old, older than Sharp James. Uh, Ronald Reagan, when he became president, he was 76 with the whole United States on his shoulder. So maybe I can handle the city of Newark. And then my favorite, David, my favorite one, the Honorable Mayor Vito uh, Perillo, 97 years old, reelected in Tenton Falls, New Jersey. I'm not there yet. And I think we would all say, many people would say, we are old but not cold. Yeah, you, know, you 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 seem like you still have uh, have a lot left to do. I want I want to ask you about Cory Booker. Senator Booker will be be on my show uh, after you. <laughs> now you get me in trouble. Gordon. No, I'm not I'm not going to get you in trouble. I mean, you look. Hey, hey, honest. The, the Bible says truth will set you free, David. And I'm going to try to be truthful on any question you pose, and I appreciate that. Thank and, you. And, and look, Mayor Mayor Booker, you supported Mayor Booker for U.S. Senate. You supported you him know, for, for president. That's you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that. All the things that happened to me when he did street fight and made me a buffoon, when he made me uh, boss daily uh, of Chicago, uh, boss Hague of Jersey City, when he painted me as a moron, moron and everything, when he ran, I still supported him because in my in my heart, he was well qualified. So, so hey, I forgot all the scars I had. And I got them. <laughs> hey, I got what? Most of my we all do. We all do. Don't let me pull off my shirt and throw you, dude. I have keloids all down. <laughs> 
Sharp James, former mayor of Newark, maybe future city councilman of Newark. I, I, I thank you for coming on. I thank you for your, you know, you were, you were, uh, you were forthcoming on every question that I asked, and I appreciate it. And I hope as this campaign goes on, you'll be back, and we'll get to talk some more. And please give my best regards to my senator, the United States Senator Cory Booker. Thank you, thank you, Mayor Sharp James. This is the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. So welcome back, everybody. I, I had some things that I was going to talk about, but but I've got a treat, and that is that Mayor Sharp James is willing to stay on with me and talk some more. And if, and if you have a chance to talk to Sharp James, nobody should ever turn that down. Mayor, thanks for coming back. My pleasure. So I want to I want to talk to you. We talked early on in 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 the segment that you were in uh, earlier this show about you know you've witnessed a lot of history. You you, you since winning office in in 1970. Uh, you know I'm a you know that I, I fashion myself as a student of political history. I, I love I love the old stories. I think it's important for everybody to hear them uh, so that they can learn the lessons of the past as they as they move forward. So I'm hoping let's I want to talk to you about about what you've seen uh, over over more than 50 years in Newark politics. Let's if, if, if we could, well, maybe a little memory lane. Tell me tell me about Hugh Adnizio. I didn't know Hugh Adnizio. He was he was gone before I got involved. Tell me tell me about Mayor Adnizio. Well, when Hugh was in office, uh, you won because there was an Irish fight, Italian fight, and a surgeon African-American community. And in order for the Italians to defeat the Irish, uh, uh, he, Hugh Adnizio was the first to bring African-Americans into leadership position in the government. Uh, uh, Jenny Lemon, uh, 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 all of those people, Calvin's West, uh, former thing, uh, uh, Larry Stalks, that famous African American woman who was in there. Right. Uh, so he was clever enough to join with the Af- this rising African American community from the South to defeat the Irish. And then, of course, <laughs> now that he's in power, you have. Uh, in 1970, was called the Black and Puerto Rican Convention, where they said, wait a minute, uh, we sided with uh, Hugh Jarrett and Izzy on the Italian community, and we had a majority population, but we're getting mere crumbs from the table. So we created that Black and Puerto Rican Convention where <laughs> there's going to be enforcement. We will pick the African-Americans who run for office because we do not want them to divide the votes. And then we had Big Apple. He weighed about 450 pounds. He used to knock the horses out in the slaughterhouse. <laughs> so anyone go against the black, and Port, the, the black and Puerto Rican convention, you got to deal with Big Apple. In fact, uh, they tell a story where a police officer pulled up one time and pulled a gun on him. He said, son, I don't know what you're going to do with that pistol because it's not going through me, but I'm going to go through you. <laughs> so who is now, it? Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Now go ahead. we had the black and Puerto Rican convention where I was a member. I was wearing my Tom McCann black and white shoes, had an afro, an ugly afro, and I used to wear plaid pants and a, uh, a, a checkered pink shirt. And Earl Harris, who was the dean of politics, I remember him. I remember Earl Harris. Who brought, Essex, who brought Essex County College to Essex County, where they wanted to put it out in the boondock. He said, Sharp, you look like Bozo the Clown. 
So Bozo the Clown went into the convention with Ken Gibson. They had the Community's Choice team, and I was lucky. I, let's be honest. I won on the coattails of Mayor Kenneth Gibson. And for 16 years, 16 years, I was his strongest supporter on the city council. And then, of course, people started saying, hey, Chop, uh, uh, when you going to run? Because I was the athletic director at Essex County College. I was a community activist. Uh, 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 when you going to run? And I was offended by that because we loved Ken Gibson. He wore Newark on his sleeve. He was the, he was, the, he was politics. He was, he was the first one to say politics is not a blood sport. It's a gentleman's sport. And that's what he was. And the question wouldn't go away. Sharp, when are you going to run? When are you going to run? So finally, under the pressure, and Ken had been in office 16 years, which we felt was like 30 years, I formed Newark Needs uh, a, a Sharp Change. And it was the hardest decision of my life to run against my mentor, my confidant, my friend. But let me tell you one story that I always cry about. The first phone call, first phone call I received, after the, defeating the uh, unbeatable foe, my unbeatable foe, was from Ken Gibson. He said, Sharp, be in my office 9 a.m. I'm going to make you a good mayor. Tears ran down my eyes. And, and, and I was in there the next day, and he gave me all these do's and don'ts. And all the, then he said, I'm taking you to uh, Puerto Rico and having a United States Conference of Mayors meeting. you got to meet these guys. And he introduced me there, and one guy said, why are you bringing this Mary Leck around, Ken? You, he defeated you. Get him out of the room. And Ken pointed a finger at him and said, stop. I lost, but Newark must win. Help him become a good man. So you have to cry over Ken Gibson years. It, it, Newark was not a blood sport during Ken's 16 years in office. And I want to believe, because I'm his mentor, Newark was not a blood sport during the 20 years that I was able to serve. And, so during and, your uh, during your twenty years, Mayor, I mean, you were you know you were you were mayor. You were also in the state senate. I mean, you 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 used to walk into the White House. You walked city. into the governor's office. You know who 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 were your favorites? Who were the people well, well, that you you have? Well, the... That's a good question. Tom King is everybody's governor. Now I dealt with Florio. I dealt with Brenda, Brenda Byrne, who played tennis with him. Uh, uh, Florio, uh, 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 even Bill Cahill, uh, way back when. Uh, but but I'm, I, I, but I'm saying I go back to where, where Byrne when he was standing outside begging to get reelected. Hello, <laughs> when they when they, when I think Roe ran again, they they want him in. He's standing outside saying, you know, he did the thing that most politicians don't do: go where your enemies are and say, "Here I am. I I, I, I need your support." But anyway, we. Jim McGreevy, of course, was one of my favorites because uh, he had been in the assembly uh, when I was there. We, we were both. I was a senator. Uh, he was there. Uh, and, and he was a people person. You know, that. But the one that is always. And then, hold it, I forgot my uh, uh, Whitman, uh, 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 Todd, our, our governor. She came to Newark, uh, uh, worked with people. She did everything, and 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 even when you know that incident where she patted down an African American man uh, uh, accused of, uh, of of drugs or or, or lacking in child support, she didn't lose her popularity because she was just open. She was open. She would meet. 
she walked the street. I remember walking the streets of Mulberry Street with her and Newell, right. and she would be picking up. And I think how it was the other Todd family was the one who created the green program in Newell, where they, they say one of our relatives flew over in a plane. You know, we talked about Senator Cory Booker and Newark being uh, the state of New Jersey being green and agriculture. They say it was a Todd family uh, that created that. I think they call it the Green Egg, whatever it was. Webster Todd, yes, that's true. And and I'm speaking with Mayor Sharp James, and and uh, one governor you didn't mention is is Christopher. You're not listing him on, well, on your your oh, list of governors. You know, that's interesting. That uh, and you get on. And you and I, but you and I both probably probably are, are in a in, in a relatively you know, same place on that one. So, by the way, when uh, uh, he one day I was standing on a corner and he was going, he was in this is after, and he was turning the corner, uh, going to be the prosecutor, and he saw me standing on the corner. He stopped his car. And I told him I had a, a a pension problem, and he told me how to re, re, resolve how to solve that problem. But let's be honest now. You, let's be honest. If you get a phone call from a a mayor elect of Newark and says Sharp James might run for governor, uh, Sharp James might even run for reelection as mayor. Uh, uh, I want you to investigate uh, Sharp James with my help. Now, that's Mary Leck Cory Booker, who tried to destroy me with that uh, street fight documentary. Wasn't a documentary. If you, if it's your friend uh, Marshall Curry making the film, if it's your confidant Marshall Curry making the film, if you paying uh, uh, Marshall Curry and you the editor and the star of, of that film, and you and you of Mother Teresa. And the other person is a buffoon. Uh, that's not a documentary. That's a political thing to destroy the character of Sharp James. That has been the history in no. So, so, Mayor James, you're, you're. I mean, this is this is. I mean, we're we're looking at going into in, into the future, and and you're looking at returning to office. And you've made your you've made your peace to a point with Cory Booker. And like I said earlier, you, you backed him for U.S. Senate. You you endorsed him for president. I I I I'm. I'm I'm religious. God, uh, uh, as a Christian soldier, I am obligated to forget the arrows, the daggers, and the and the stand of me at two Brutus. I am obligated as a Christian soldier to forget that. I mean, well, you don't forget it, but I don't hold it as a grudge. I understand politics. But, well, Mayor Sharp James, former hey, Newark mayor, way, legend of New Jersey politics. I, mayor, I, I, I thank you. Sure. We're, we're out of time, but I, I thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for coming back. And let's let's talk soon as you, you get ready to continue your race for a comeback in Newark. And everybody, thank you for listening. This is David Wildstein, and you have been listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.